Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hartcastle. All right, so we're in this series, the third week of this series called I Quit. Uh, at a time of year when everybody's starting new things, and they're starting new dice, they're starting new financial plans, starting uh, to maybe uh, be on time to places, uh, hopefully. Uh, maybe you're starting some new task in front of you. I wanted to talk about things that we were going to quit. And uh, the first week I talked about I quit making excuses, that we're going to stop making excuses for why we quit things or why we start things and quit things. And we're going to quit making excuses on why we can't be a better person this year and why we can't read our Bible. We're going to quit making excuses was our first week. If you weren't here, check it out online. Our second week, last week, was a big one. If you missed last week, maybe you need to hear this. Uh, and if you would, just go online and listen to it. It's uh, I quit complaining. And we learned that complaining actually uh, hurts the heart of God, that when we complain, we actually offend the heart of God because God does, is not a complainer, and therefore, he doesn't want his children to complain. And so last week, I challenged you with our complaining thoughts, and when, before we complain and before we speak about things and put it out there, let's pray about it and ask God to help us guard our tongue and guard how we, our hearts that are full sometimes of just complaining, always complaining. Um, so today, I want to start off by just kind of taking a quick survey. Uh, how many by the show of hands, uh, when you were growing up, you were afraid of the dark? You were afraid of the dark? Just raise your hands up high. Afraid of the dark? There's got to be more people than that. Come on, unless I'm rare. Uh, I was terrified of the dark. Uh, how many guys are afraid of the boogeyman? Uh, boogeyman? Yeah, anybody? Boogeyman, a scary guy. We don't know what he looks like, but he's the boogeyman. Uh, afraid of spiders? Anybody afraid of spiders? Oh, more hands on that. Okay. All right. Uh, how many guys are afraid of thunderstorms? Anybody afraid of thunderstorms? All right. How many of you are afraid of of water, like aquaphobic, aquaphobia, you're afraid of water and things like that. It's okay. We're, it's a safe place. You can admit it. You can admit it. You've got to put the little armbands on and go swimming. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> how about heights? You're afraid of heights? Anybody afraid of heights? Yeah? How, how about afraid of, of deep wells? <laughs> I'm afraid of that. I'll get stuck for sure. I'm done, you know. You'll, you'll have to chop me up, man. I will not make it out. Uh, you know, there's these irrational fears, irrational fears of children, and they have to have their closet door closed all the way so the monster can't get out. You know, Monsters Incorporated was built on that. Uh, irrational fear. But the very rational fear, the very rational fear of there's a monster on your bed, that's very rational. That has totally happened. You know, whenever you get out of bed, you made the leap as far as you could, or he was going to cut your ankles and you were going to go down, right? 
Am I the only one that thought that? I mean, I made, my parents always thought I was doing like uh, the long jump in my bed. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm like running. And then when you go back, man, you had to make the leap as far as you could to get in there. Now, why we torment ourselves, I have no idea. Uh, a lady was actually scared of this, and she went to a psychiatrist. She said, she said, I'm just, I'm terrified that there's something under my bed. I just can't sleep at night. It caused me just huge anxiety, and, uh, and I just don't know what to do. And he said, well, I can heal you. I can help you. I can help you get better. Um, it's going to take 20 sessions, uh, and, and so you just need to come back 20 sessions. And she said, okay, well, how much is each session? He said, it's $100 per session. And so she did the math. She said, okay. She said, I'll, I'll be in touch. She goes home, and the next appointment rolls around. She don't show up. Next appointment rolls around. She don't show up. The psychiatrist is like, what is going on? So he calls her up. And he, says, he says, listen, I, I thought I was going to help you find healing from this very irrational fear of something being under your bed. She goes, I know, but, but, but doc, you'll never guess. My husband healed me. And he said, was your husband a psychiatrist? Has he got some kind of credentials? And he said, no, he, you know, he's a construction guy. He just, he just builds things, you know? And he said, well, tell me, how in the world could this man heal you so quickly from this, this phobia you had in just a quick session? She said, well, I came home, and I told him that you needed 20 sessions at $100 each because I'm scared of what's underneath my bed. So he went in and cut the legs off the bed. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. Here's one. Here's one. Get up in the middle of the night. You're stumbling around. You go to your bedroom, or you go in your bathroom, and the shower curtain is closed. I don't know about you, but I check what behind that shower curtain because of, I mean, you know, come on. It's, it's put these fears inside of us. The, uh, here's the interesting part. We have all these fears, and we have all these phobias. Uh, public speaking is supposed to be the number one fear of people, public speaking. The, the second is death. Now, think about that. The next time you go to a funeral and somebody has to deliver the eulogy, there's your two worst nightmares happening in front of your face right there. But you realize you're only born with two fears. Only two fears you're actually born with, and they are the, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Those are the only two fears you're actually born with. And they're the fears that, that sometimes we carry with us in life. And, and so today I want to talk to you about I quit, and here it is, I quit fearing the unknown. I quit fearing the unknown. First week, I quit making excuses. Last week, I quit complaining. Today is I quit fearing the unknown. The fact is, in front of us, in front of our lives, there's always an unknown. There's always a question mark in which we have to walk through. Some common fears that we all struggle with are these. And you can write these down in your notes. In fact, I have four uh, little places where you can check. I want you to check mark by which fear you struggle with. If you check one or two or maybe all of them, I don't know. But just go with me on this. Here's common fears that people have. The first one is the fear of loss. The fear of loss, loss of uh, maybe fear of losing a loved one, fear of losing a spouse, fear of losing a child, fear of losing money, losing financially, losing a job, uh, fear of, of, of losing control on your kids, right? We all have this fear, uh, we all struggle with this fear 
of loss. Uh, just by a show of hands, how many guys ever have, have struggled with the fear of loss? Can you just be honest with me today? Just raise your hands. Yeah, so, so I'm preaching to good people today. Uh, next one is this, fear of failure. Fear of failure. I'm inadequate. I can't measure up. I miss the mark. I can't win. I'm always losing. Uh, just I, I fail. I try. I fail. I can't step up and do an interest group uh, because what if no one comes? What if no one finds interest? What if I'm the only one in the world that finds interest in this thing and no one shows up? So I don't want to sign it because I put it out there. I, I fear I fail in some way. Uh, fear of trying something new and going outside your comfort zone. Fear of failure will paralyze us many, many times in our life. Uh, anybody ever struggle with fear of failure? Raise your hands in this place. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, the next one is a big one, and I think we all kind of struggle with this at, at some point in our life. It's the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection uh, that basically means uh, this anxiety that you won't fit in. You don't measure up. You don't try to get in there. Maybe, maybe you fear that you've done something wrong in your marriage and you fear your spouse will reject you. Uh, maybe it's this people-pleasing uh, uh, mindset that you have that you have to make everybody happy. And so if you can't make everybody happy, you're just not going to try at all. And so you have this constant fear of rejection. rejection. It's often why we dress the way we dress. We drive the, what we drive. We live where we live. We associate and have community with the people we have associated because we all struggle probably at some point in our life with the fear of rejection. Now, interesting, studies show that people, this is one of those fears that a lot of people struggle with, but only few people admit. Most people, studies show, they use, well, I don't really care what they think about me, as a cover to guard themselves because they want to make sure that they let people know, I've already rejected you, so you can't reject me. Now, anybody in here ever struggle with fear of rejection? Raise your hands up. Don't reject me. Please raise your hands up. Please ra don't reject me. Thank you. Okay, good. I feel better. I feel better. Um, the last one is the fear of the unknown. Uh, and this is what I'm going to talk with you about today. Uh, a very common fear is the fear of the unknown. What if I get cancer? What if I get sick? What if I lose a loved one? What if, I, uh, what if uh, cancer takes the life of my loved one? What if 2020 is just more the same as 2019 and it was a horrible 2019? I don't want to go through that again. What if a relationship breaks down? What if life is horrible? No one ever says what if life is good. But what if, what if fear of the unknown? Well, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, stand on your feet with me this morning. I haven't done this lately, but go ahead and stand up with me today. Uh, let's read this together today because I believe it's a powerful passage that I, I believe will help us to move through this fear. It says this, first, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, uh, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a what? I love the scriptures that say, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound. And another, another Amplified Bible says, a sound disciplined. That means you capture your thoughts, a disciplined 
mind. Father God, speak your word of life to us today. May we be challenged and stretched and changed. May we evaluate our own life and the struggles of the fear that we wrestle with in our own personal life. And God, help us as we march into the future, march into the unknown, to trust the one who has us in his hands. Guide our steps, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound, disciplined, uh, uh, controlled thought mind. See, oftentimes in fear, fear will paralyze us from moving to the things that God would want us to move to. Fear shortchanges our life from the beauty that God wants to uh, push into our life. But he can't push it when fear has paralyzed us. See, fear is not of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, fear is not of God. Turn to him and say, fear is not of God. Fear is not of God, but fear is of human nature. We all struggle with fear at some point in our life. We know we can recognize it's not of God, but why is it still there? Why does fear cripple us? Why does fear bring on anxiety and bring on this this, uh, this almost decapitating place where we can't move and we can't go back? We don't know what to do. Fear will oftentimes paralyze us. People have often said that um, fear is the absence of faith. They say fear is the absence of faith. And here's what I'll say. Fear is putting faith in the wrong things. It's not the absence of faith. It's whenever we put our faith into things that aren't stable enough to handle our life. Fear is placing faith in the what ifs, the what ifs of life. If you struggle with any of those fears, I want you right now, put a check by the ones you struggle with on your paper. If you would, do that for me. Put a check by the ones that you struggle with. And uh, you may have one, two, you may have all four. It's okay. You're at a good place. Don't be fearful. Put a check by the ones that you struggle with. People often say, what if? What if bad things happen? What if I, I walk out in the street and I get hit by a car? What if? What if? What if? What if? Moses, a story in the Bible that shows us this whole thing in play is that Moses is a great man of God, and you've, you've heard of Moses, I'm sure. And if not, Moses was a great leader of God, but he was a very flawed leader of God. And, and Moses dealed with fear. He dealed with fear of the unknown. So one day he's out in the desert, and he's, he's minding his own business, and all of a sudden he sees this bush on fire, but it's not being consumed. It's not burning down. And he, he, he's curious of what manner this happens, and all of a sudden as he walks to it, uh, a voice calls out and says, Moses Take your feet, take your shoes off, take your sandals off, you're on holy ground. And the bush starts talking to him. And so he has a conversation with this bush, and this this bush is God speaking through it and, and calling Moses to a greater place. Now, what's interesting is after God tells Moses everything he's gonna do, you're gonna deliver my people, you're gonna free them from slavery, you're gonna bring them from bondage into freedom, it's gonna be an amazing thing. Moses says this, if you open your Bibles, look at Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. So remember what God just did. God's 
the, bur- the bush is burning. It's not being consumed. A voice is coming from it. He's on holy ground. All the miracles that took place. And here's Moses' answer. After God says, Moses says, what? Say it with me. What if? Right there, it shows that fear, his faith is being put in the wrong things. What is his faith putting in? It's put, he's putting his faith in the people. He says, what if they do not believe me? Or listen to me or say, the Lord did not appear to you. Immediately, Moses, who should have this amazing faith because a bush is burning but not being consumed, voice is coming out, but yet he says, what if? And we do that every day in our lives. God does something powerful. He does a miracle. He does something uh, absolutely powerful in our lives. And we step back and then we say, well, what if? I'll, I'll handle it to you this way. What if the economy drops out? What if I lose my job? What if I lose my health? What if my kids get hurt? What if I get into a wreck? What if I never get married? What if I get married and they're a jerk? What if I can't have kids? What if I have six kids? What if, what if, what if? See, the what ifs will always stir fear in our lives. Why do the what ifs matter? Why do the what ifs matter? Here's why. Number one, write this down in your notes. Because the what ifs, they reveal what we value the most. So if we say, what if I... What if, I, what if my spouse dies? We, we value our spouse. What if my kids pass or get hurt? We value our kids. This is not bad things. We, it reveals what we value the most. What if I lose my job? What if I lose my finances? It, it shows us what we value, but it's, that's not where we need to start, okay? Our fears reveal what we value the most, but second thing is this. Our fears reveal where we trust God the least, so if we say, what if I lose my spouse for whatever reason? We value our spouse, but we're not trusting God with our spouse. Are you all hearing me today? Pretty quiet in here. If we say that, that we, what if I lose my kids? We, we're not trusting God with our kids. We, we trust him just a little bit, but, you know, we take them back and we try to, try to protect them ourselves. What if I lose my job? You value your job. But more importantly, do you value that God provided that job for you in the first place? What if I lose my finances? Hey, always something that's in the back of your mind. But but here's what I encourage you to do. Trust God with your finances. The scripture says, bring your first 10% and return it back to God and trust God through the lean times, through the good times, through the bad times, and God will always provide. So, so our what is reveal what we value the most, but they also reveal where we trust God the least. So I would say this, if, you, if you're trusting God with your bank account or your checkbook or your money in the bank, your cash that is stored up, but you're not tithing and honoring God, you have every reason to fear your money, because your trust is put in the dollar instead of your trust put in God. 
But if you're tithing and you're honoring God and you're showing God, listen, I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my resources. When the job and the layoff comes, whenever you don't know how it's going to happen and maybe the uh, news comes and you're going to be, you're going to lose your job in one way or another, you trust God because why? You put him first in your finances. It just works. Our fears reveal what we value the most and they reveal what we, where we trust God the least. Personally, in my own fear, in my own struggles in life, I should say, one of the things that I struggle with and that I would have fear of the unknown um, would be really honest whenever it comes to the church and when it comes to direction for the church and when it comes to uh, trusting God about uh, how we move forward and direct decisions that are made. Uh, I, I struggle with my own insecurities. I struggle with my own fears of rejections. Uh, I know that you may think, well, you just get up there and you just, you just speak. You don't even know what I go through before I step up in here to speak to you. And I'm not saying it's like crippling. I'm in a fetal position in the back, sucking my thumb. I'm not saying it's not like that. I'm saying that I struggle with fears of rejection. I struggle with the fear of the unknown. I struggle with uh, every day, every, every Sunday, even today, I'll be honest with you, I was struggling with, you know, do we cancel? Do we go forward church? Did making decisions? And, and so um, whenever I walked out and, and, I, and I walked out from the back and I saw you, I said, these people are amazing. I don't know why they're here, but thank God they are. You know, I, I just really, I, and I say that because humbly I say to you, I fear my own insecurities. I have my own things that I struggle with personally. And uh, I do my best to trust God. Uh, I value this church. I value each and every one of you. Uh, but I had to constantly remind myself that I trust God with who you are. I had to trust him that he will take care of you. So with that being said, I want to just, in conclusion and kind of wrapping up, how do we move forward? When we recognize our fear, we recognize what we're fearful about, we recognize where we struggle, we recognize what we value and where we trust God the least, how do we face the what-ifs in our life? First thing is this, we acknowledge, that you're, we acknowledge the fear and choose to trust God. We acknowledge, just like I just said to you, I fear, uh, I fear the unknown of our church and at times where we're going, I fear rejection, I fear failure at times. I have all these kind of fears that kind of come in, but I have to, I acknowledge them, but I have to trust God that he will take care of it. Don't brush it off. Don't, play, don't, don't uh, uh, just be kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I struggle, but I, nah, it's okay, I'll be all right. No, acknowledge it and recognize it and trust that God can bring you through. King David showed us this. King David was, uh, was anointed as king over Israel. King Saul at the time, he was the current king, became jealous of King David and threatened by King David, even though King David wasn't going to do a thing to Saul until God, uh, God's appointed time. And so King Saul became jealous and raged with this jealousy, and he began to try to kill David. He began to run after David, and David actually ran, and actually ran in fear. Men were out to pursue him, was out to take his life, all because he was anointed as king over Israel, and this jealous man was in pursuit of his life. But here's what David writes, and I, I want this to speak to your hearts today. Look at Psalm 56, verse 2 through 4. Remember, we're saying we acknowledge our fear and choose to trust God. That's what we're talking about. Psalm 56, verse 2 through 4 says it this. It says, my slanderers pursue me all day long. 
He says, they're coming after me. They're trying to kill me. Many, it says, many are attacking me. In their pride, they're coming. They're coming to take me out. I haven't done anything. David, remember, has done nothing at this point. He didn't try to overthrow the king. He didn't try to uh, overthrow the kingdom of Saul. He did nothing, and all of a sudden, his life is on the line. It goes on to say, he says, I will trust in you. In God, I will, I will not be afraid. I will trust in God whose word I praise. I, in God, I trust. I will not be afraid. It says this, what can mere mortals do to me? Now, I'm just going to be very honest right now. What can they do? They can kill you. I mean, in my opinion, when I'm reading this and David, I'm going, uh, David, you're camped out in hiding what can they do? They can take your life. But it's right here. I want you just to, just to go with me on this thought as I have this thought. King David was no longer in the natural. He was in the supernatural when he wrote, what can mere mortal men do to me? Because he acknowledged his trust lied in the one and only true God. They were thinking of temporary. They were thinking of, of temporal right then and there. David was thinking eternal. So your fears sometimes, when they try to paralyze you and try to keep you, you got to stop and you got to stop thinking of what can happen now and think about the supernatural, the eternal. What can God do that's greater than you could ever imagine or think? And trusting to take you through that. Acknowledge. It's not just about acknowledge. It's about trusting him and moving forward with him. The second thought I have for you is this, is how to overcome these uh, what-ifs, how to face these what-ifs, is this. The second thing is seek God until he takes away your fears. Seek God until he takes away your fears. Seek him. Search for him. Uh, Psalm 34, verse 4, David wrote this. He said, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Can we read that out loud? Let's read that together. It says, I sought the Lord. And he answered me. And what did he do? He delivered me from what? How many? All my fears. Why? Because we seek the Lord. So tomorrow. Tomorrow we begin a 10-day prayer and fast that I am, I am challenging every single person in Crossview to join with me and to seek God for the next 10 days. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what your fears you may be facing. I don't know what the obstacles are in your life. But what I know is this. I know that if we seek God, he will take away all our fears. And so for the next 10 days, I want you to think about something that you're going to set aside. And, and, and instead of doing that, instead of thinking about that, you're going to concentrate on God. We're going to have the church open every day from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to just come. If you want to come here, we'll have music playing. Come and pray and just seek God uh, here. Uh, then on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8, we're going to have, we're going to open up the church for you to come and to pray. And uh, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to be doing some live worship music that we're just going to be worshiping together and just seeking God. I invite, encourage all of you to join me. The next 10 days set aside seeking God. In fact, if everybody would, I don't often ask you to do this, get out your phones right now. If you would, get out your phones. I'm actually going to send you a text right now uh, that's going to come to you, and it's going to be our next 10-day devotion that we're going to do together. 
For the next 10 days, there's a devotion. You can do it on your ta- uh, you can do it on a tablet, you can do it on your phone, you can do it on your computer, whatever way you want to do it. I am going to send you a text that's going to give you a link that's going to take you to a devotion that's called Faith Greater Than Fear. For the next 10 days, we're going to come together as a church, and we're going to pray, and we're going to seek God, and we're going to trust God that our faith would be greater than fear, because why? He came and he delivered me from all my fears. Okay, so it's in the queue. It'll come to you soon, so be looking for it. You're getting it? Okay, some people are getting a thumbs up. Good job. If you didn't get it, it's because maybe we don't have your text number. Send it to us. We'll send it to you. But everyone should join with me starting tomorrow, Faith Greater Than Fear, For the next 10 days, we're going to seek God. See, because fear tries to paralyze us. Fear tries to trap us. Fear tries to hold us back from the great things that God wants to do. So here's how it plays out. Maybe there's a ministry that you're supposed to start here at Crossview. Maybe there is a a single mom's ministry that uh, maybe you are a working mom or maybe uh, you're a part-time working mom or maybe you're not a working mom at all and uh, you have a heart for moms who, uh, who stay at home with kids and uh, the awesome sanity that that takes, really. That's just, it's amazing if you stay home with your kids. Uh, God bless you. Uh, but you want to start a ministry to minister to moms that stay at home and and with their kids. uh, 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 Not a single mom's ministry, but a mom's ministry. And so maybe it's something that's been stirring in your heart for a long time, and you're like, well, it's just kind of risky. I don't know if I can do it. You know what? Do it. Don't let fear hold you back from an empowerful ministry that God could be setting you up to do. Maybe there's another ministry that God is stirring in your heart just to begin here at Crossview. Maybe it's a phase of life you're going through and you say, you know what, I don't know if anybody else is going through this, but I, I would like to join with other people of like uh, seasons of life and we're going to journey together. Maybe you're an older man or an older woman and you've had struggles in your life and you want to help younger men and younger women walk through struggles in your own life. Don't let the fear hold you back from the blessing that God would want to do in your life. John Wesley, who was uh, the founder of the Methodist Church, he, he wrote this about fears and anxiety. He said this, and this quote is in your notes. He said, um, he said, I have never known more than 15 minutes of anxiety or fear. <laughs> wow. He said this, whenever I feel fearful emotions overtake me, I just close my eyes and thank God that he is still on the throne reigning over everything in my life and the trust I have in him, basically, comfort in his control over the affairs in my life. I know for me personally, whenever there's a lot of pieces that are going into place. And whenever I feel uh, there could be anxiety to try to creep into my life, I know personally for me, nothing, nothing is greater for me than settling my soul and coming and reminding myself of who God is. Whenever I fear failure, when I fear rejection, when I fear the unknown of the future here at Crossview, I remember where I was. I remember I was right down here one day whenever I was full of anxiety. I was full of fear for the church and the future and what was going on. And right here in this place, God said, hey, Kevin, whose church is this? And I ignored him. 
of course, because I didn't like to hear that. And I kept praying, and he said it again. And I, I know what you're saying. What? He talked to you. No, it's an, he impressed upon me. Whose church is this? And I remember saying, God, this is your church. And he said, don't ever forget. These are my people. All you do is shepherd them along. And that helps me breathe in the peace of God. Because every single one of us struggle. Every single one of us battle with fears and anxieties. And I want you to know today, you're not alone. God sees you and God knows where you're at. But more importantly, put your trust in the one who carries you through. You have nothing to fear because you put your faith in the right person, God himself. So bow your heads with me right now. I want you to just close your eyes and just think for a moment. What is that fear that you struggle with? What is that thing that just seems to haunt you? Seems to be repetitive. Seems to be overwhelming at times. It, it paralyzes you. It paralyzes you in your thoughts and in your movements. You, you try your best to overcome it. You try to think through and process and reason away. What is that thing? I want you right now just to take that thing and just hold on to it and just begin to ask God to help you in that fear. on, just right there where you have your head bowed and eyes closed. What is that fear that you struggle with? What is that fear that paralyzes you? Can you just right now just bring that to God? Can you just bring that to God and just begin to say, God, I realize I value this thing, but I'm valuing it more than I'm trusting you. So God, right now, I trust you with my, and I want you to say whatever it is. Begin to say, say, God, I trust you. And just call out, what, what is that you trust him with? What is that fear that paralyzes you, that fear that holds you back? And just begin to say, God, I trust you. You are my source. I trust you with my children. I trust you with my job. I trust you with my marriage. I trust you 
with my finances. I trust you, God, with my future. I trust you. Take that thing right now and just say, God, here it is. I trust you. God, I pray that each and every person that brings that to you, whatever that fear is, whatever that anxiety, whatever that pressure is upon their life, that as they turn their eyes towards you, as they focus their life on you, as they put you center of the world, that God, you would begin to do the impossible. You begin to shake off the fear. You deliver them from all fear, for, for the Spirit of the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound, disciplined mind. So, Lord, I pray, begin to move upon our minds and on our spirits and let us continually release that to you. God, it's not a one-time occurrence. It may be daily releasing our kids to you, releasing our future to you, releasing our jobs, releasing our finances, releasing our marriage. Whatever it is, we release it back to you, God, because we know that, God, you are the one who does the impossible. We won't live in fear of the what-ifs. We'll live in faith of the one who diminishes all the what-ifs in our lives, the one who rules and reigns on the throne, the Almighty, the Everlasting, the King. So be with us, God. And allow us to trust you in our life. Will you stand to your feet as we sing this again and just let the peace of God rest upon your spirits today. Come and rest here. Come and lay your burdens down And come and rest here There is refuge for you now Believe those words And find his peace And know you're not alone anymore He's with you in that fear in him today.
bow your heads right there where you're at. Father, may your peace, which transcends all understanding, guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God, if you're here today and you're wrestling with that fear and anxiety and there's just something pressing on you, would you lift your hands all across this place? Father God, for those hands that are raised, you know each and every life that is struggling right now and going through that pressing in, God, that fear that can paralyze, that fear that can cripple, that fear that holds back. God, how I pray that right now you would just let them know that they can breathe in and breathe out because, God, you've got them. You've got them, God. You're going to bring them through. Let them put their trust, their hope in you and let them trust you that you'll bring them through the darkest and the hardest of times with the decision they need to make. The, the places they need to go or the, the God, the places they need to step up. Lord, I pray stir in them a, an infusion of your power and let them know that, God, you have them. And that fear, that fear to fear is not of you, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So, God, inspire and encourage them right now and let them know they are not alone. Be with them and walk with them. And let them know, God, the story isn't finished yet for their life. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. You have been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. We thank you for tuning in and would like to encourage you to worship with us if you're in our area. Our Sunday morning service is at 10 a.m. and we have other activities throughout the week for the entire family. For more information, go to crossviewfellowship.com. Thanks again for listening to a ministry of Crossview Church. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.